Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. Wow, what a special Shabbos this is. We start the fourth book of the Torah. We read Parshas Bamidbar. As we do every year before, we receive the Torah. And we do all our preparations today, meaning on... This day, Friday, because we go from Mirza Hashem Shabbos till Motsoi Shabbos when we welcome the Yom Tov of Shavuos. So, the first thing that I'd like to say is interestingly, regarding Bamidbar, let's not lose sight of that. There are no mitzvos of the 613 in. Parshas Bamidbar. What you do have is the counting of Bnei Yisrael, whereby the rabbis tell us, as Rashi brings it at the beginning, that this counting shows his love for the Jewish people. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why was the Torah given in a midbar, in a desert. And I'd like you to discuss this at your table tonight, at your table tomorrow. And there are many different answers. I'd like to suggest a simple one, that the desert is an environment that naturally man cannot live, cannot exist. He required a supernatural assistance from on high. God provided the mun, the manna, in the desert for 40 years. And this is what sustained the Jewish people. And as the desert is an environment which requires a supernatural kind of existence, so too the Torah is just that, a supernatural kind of existence. Not only our very presence as a people after 3,000 years of constant persecution, as we said Almost seven weeks ago, Bechol Dor Vador, Omdim Aleinu Lechaloseinu, Vakurish Baruchu, Matzileinu Miyadam. Why? Why does Hashem save us from the rest of the world and will continue to so do till the end of time? Because we are inextricably bound to Him with the Torah. And that is such an important concept. And this is what we celebrate in Mirzashem this coming Motsoi Shabbos, Sunday and Monday. Now, let's start with the Rashi at the end of the first chapter of Bereshis. The last Pesach in Bereshis Verse 31, God saw all which he had made, 
and behold, it was tov ma'od, very good. Vayer vayivoker, it was evening and morning. Yom hashishi, the sixth day. Rashi tells us that all other days are identified without that hey. Yom Chamishi, Yom Revi, Yom Shlishi, second day, third day, fifth day. The sixth day is not only the sixth day of creation, but Rashi tells that it is an allusion to the sixth day of Sivan, the day on which the Jewish people received the Torah at Sinai, whereby God made a condition with the natural world, saying that if the Jewish people will accept the Torah, then there's a reason, there's a purpose for this world. And if not, not. That's how important this holiday is. Sad to say, there are many Jews who don't yet understand and appreciate the uniqueness of this day. It will come. They will realize that our core identity only comes because of the Torah. And so, the concept that we have to remind ourselves as to what it is that we are celebrating this Yom Tov, the Yom Tov of Shavuos, this incredible relationship that we have, which started at Sinai. And the truth of the matter is, I'd like you to open up the Chumashim whenever you can over Shabbos Yom Tov to the fifth book, to chapter 4, Pasuk 9 and 10. And there you find that according to the Ramban, nothing less than two mitzvos. And when he analyzes the book of mitzvos of the Rambam, he says, wait a minute, that you missed these two mitzvos. A losase, a negative law, that you're never to forget the experience, Maimad Har Sinai, and the positive that you are to transmit that which occurred at Sinai to your progeny. And therefore, indeed, according to the Ramban, the Kriyas HaTorah, that we're going to read this coming Sunday, that of the revelation at Sinai, is not simply a reading to remind us what occurred on that day, but rather it's a fulfillment of a biblical mitzvah, according to the Ramban, Zechiras, to remember Maimad Har Sinai. 
the revelation at Sinai. And why is that? Now, interestingly, in contrast to the second set of tablets of Luchos that was given to Moshe, after Moshe breaks the first set, in Kisisa, chapter 34, Pasuk 3, there you have the exact opposite and contrast to what happened at Sinai. At Sinai, there were approximately 2 million souls there, 600,000 men between 20 and 60, at least an equal number of women, older people, younger people, as well as Erevrav. There's more than 2 million souls present. And at the second time, when God gave Moshe the Luchos Shnihos, the second set of Luchos, right on Yom HaKippurim, Ishlo Yale Imach, Moshe alone was on the mountain. And Rashi cites from the Tanchuma, the Rishonos, the first ones, the first set of tablets were given with fanfare, with thunder, lightning, fire, and a great multitude. The evil eye, unfortunately, was able to set in, and hence they were, unfortunately, destroyed. Rashi goes on to say that the second ones were given in modesty. So the obvious question, why give the first ones with such fanfare? And the answer is, and I'm sure there are many answers, but one very important answer is in order that the participants at Sinai and I use the word participants as opposed to spectators. Each of the people that were there at Sinai experienced Nevoah. It's not enough that they heard God speak to Moshe. They heard God speak to them. They each experienced prophecy. If you experienced prophecy, you'd know it, and they did and you would tell it over to your children, and they did. And therefore, could you imagine 600,000 men, each one telling the same lie to their children? Impossible. They each said it the same way. Lahavdol elef habdolos, right? Our children and grandchildren that were born after 9-11. And they're going to say, was there really a 9-11? And each one will tell it to their children in such a way that, yes, their parents experienced it. We experienced, we were there at Maimad Har Sinai. And therefore, this was passed down from generation to generation. And this has buttressed and made our commitment to Torah min shamayim that Torah is divine, and it came to the Jewish people from Sinai. This is the very foundation of our peoplehood, and this is what we are celebrating in Hashem on this forthcoming Yom Tov of Shavuos. The tour in Orachayim Simon Mem Zayin adds, why are there really two brachos that we say every morning 
Birchas HaTorah, the first bracha of La'asok B'divrei Sora. We are to engage in study Torah, to delve into Torah. And the second blessing, Asher Banu. He chose us, God, Mikol Amim from all nations, v'nosan lano es Torah so, and he gave us his Torah, says the tour that every morning when we say this bracha, pause for a moment and just remind yourself that he gave us the Torah in an environment of Sinai, but to remember Maimad Har Sinai every morning, because that reminds us of this inviolable immutable teaching of Torah min shamayim the idea that our Torah is divine, that God gave this incredible gift to the Jewish people. Interestingly, regarding Shavuos, there are no biblical mitzvos for the individual meaning there's no lulav, a shofar, a sukkah, or a matzah. There's one biblical mitzvah for the Jewish people, when we will have the third Beis HaMikdash, and we will, that on Shavuos, the, there was a mincha, a meal offering of wheat, brought to the Beis HaMikdash, two loaves, and I have to tell you, Seven weeks ago, on the second day of Pesach, there was a mincha of omer, a measure of barley. Barley is the food you give your animals. And on Shavuos, we have the mincha of wheat, because wheat is what you give to your people. And so, Shavuos is a kind of graduation. We graduate from barley to wheat. From Pesach, when we brought a carbon of barley, to Shavuos, when we bring a carbon of wheat. Interestingly, while there are no mitzvos unique to Shavuos, the Shulchan Aruch does record three popular Minhogim customs, just to review them very quickly. Number one, the staying up all night. The traditional reason given is because, come on, the Jewish people overslept. Now, how could we sleep the night knowing that we were going to get the Torah the next day? And one beautiful answer is that the Jewish people thought they would receive the Torah literally in the form of a chalom, which is the way God, a dream, which is the way God communicated with all other prophets except for Moshe, that Moshe was awake. All other prophets had their prophecy in their sleep. They thought that was the way. Moshe had to wake them and say, you guys are getting an upgrade. God is going to communicate with you directly while you are awake. That's how significant this momentous moment was, and therefore they slept. Well, we stay up learning Torah all night in excited anticipation for the morning when we receive the Torah. The second one is that at our homes and in the synagogues, we have greens around to remind us 
of the miracle that Har Sinai in the mountain was full of green pasture, because the Torah warns that the animals would not and should not go up on the mountain. They would be attracted to the mountain because of the growth that was there at the time, showing us that Vayosem, like the prophet Yeshayahu says, Vayosem midbara ke'eden, that Torah transforms a desert literally into a garden. And finally, the third minhog is that of eating dairy. And while it's wonderful to have some dairy, we are to remember it's still Yom Tov, and Yom Tov requires to have basar v'yayin, meat and wine with our meals, and therefore consult your local Orthodox rabbi for guidance in terms of how many meals, etc. But the idea is that once again, we are reliving, reliving the past, that when they came down, Moshe, from Har Sinai, hey guys, you can't use those utensils that you had until now. That knife that you had, you can't use anymore for shechita until it is properly kashered, etc. And so, because they could not eat meat at that time, we they ate dairy. We remind ourselves by having some dairy on Shavuos as well. Let's just maintain and realize how exciting this forthcoming Yom Tov is. Ashrenu Matov Chelkeinu, how privileged and fortunate are we that Hashem shared and continues to so do to share his treasure with us. A good Shabbos and a good Yom Tov to all.